If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is an honor, a privilege, uh, probably the most excited and fanboy out you'll hear me get on the show. We've got the one and only Laura Sanko joining us tonight. I'm, I'm about as excited as I'm going to get. I'm going to stop because I'm just going to keep rambling. But Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, no, thank you guys for having me. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you putting up with my um, lack of uh, a good podcast set up at the moment. I am broadcasting from my uh, my master bathroom here because it's about the only place in my house I can get peace and quiet sometimes we've got a puppy I have a six and a half year old so this is uh this is this is the best we're gonna get tonight guys fair enough huh. well I, I feel like you 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 just came back from fight island you've got the yeah. contender series coming up here on Tuesday I mean I think you got a lot going on so a dog in the background is not a big deal at all <laughs> so let's talk let's talk about this puppy so you came back to a puppy is that right I did. I did. I don't know what, um, it wasn't like a hundred percent a surprise, but it was 90% a surprise. It had been, it had been talked about, uh, in theory for mm-hmm. a while. And then, yeah, I just, I called home one day to talk to my son and my husband's like, Hey, show her the puppy. And I was like, I was genuinely uh-huh. expecting, mm-hmm. um, like a stuffed animal, a new <laughs> stuffed animal because he's <laughs> six. So that would be exciting, but no, it was an actual. <laughs> sure enough, he took the phone and showed me an actual dog. So, listen, he's adorable. Uh, he's so stinking cute, but um, I have forgotten what potty training is like. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Well, Trey and I are both married, and I can just tell you this already. That's a veteran husband move. The ask yes. for forgiveness, not permission thing. Yep. So you just get and ask for permission. So I get it. I would have played it the same way. Um, so, yeah, I totally get that. I've got three kids. Trey's got two. So, yeah, totally. The puppy. No video. What kind of dog is it? Uh, he's a collie, a border collie. So oh, nice. uh, we live on a ranch here yeah. in Kansas City. So that was the other part of, you know, the thought process. My husband grew up with. Um, sorry about that. Uh, my husband grew up with uh, cattle dogs. So it's a breed that he kind of grew up with and we have a, a bulldog also and she's sweet, but she, you know, she won't even come when she's called and she kind of just like, <laughs> right. you know, if she feels like it, she'll listen. If she doesn't, which she usually doesn't, then you're screwed. So he was excited to get a dog that actually acts like a dog. Um, and I listen, he's very, very cute, but he, he, he's, you know, he's a, a herding dog. So yeah. his yeah. instincts are, to bite and chew every fucking thing, right. <laughs> which is, a, again, a lot right now, but right. it's kind of like toddlers. Like I think God, God made puppies and toddlers so cute that you just can't, you can't stay mad at them too long. That's, that's no weird. You say that my wife just said the same thing. Cause we have both a puppy and a toddler. So she yep. was like, she literally t- today told me the same thing. Cause I was mad at both of them. And that was <laughs> exactly what she said. Yeah. It's so. true. All right, so you're back from Fight Island, Dana White Contender Series coming up. I want to piggyback off something you said on the Anakin Florian podcast about how you would give everything up and keep the Dana White Contender Series. That's like your your bread and butter, your 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 shining moment, if you will. 
there's so much that we could like really camp on here with this, but I, I really just kind of wanted to, because you cut like not to steal an or annex words from them, but because you're so passionate about things like this, that project in and of itself, you know, with that coming back, I mean, are you, does that sound like that does make you excited, nervous, butterflies? How do you get going into that? Yeah. All of the above, all of the above. It's, it's a different, um, it's a different skill set kind of than the ESPN work that I do. Um, and it's definitely a different skill set than the uh, social media stuff that I do for the UFC now. So there's a little bit of nervousness in there as well, like finding my groove and making sure um, I remember how to do this all properly. And it's it's going to be so different this year with, um, you know, COVID restrictions, right? So I, I don't even really fully know what the setup is going to be like, if I'm even going to be in the same room as the people that win. I hope I will be. Right. Uh Cause that really, man, what I, what I love so much about that show is the emotion and is the getting caught up at the moment of, of yeah. being there when someone fulfills a dream, right? Like that's so, <laughs> it's so huge. So I hope that even if we have to be kind of distanced, if, if we're at least in the same room and I can, I can kind of see uh, what's written on their face. Cause that's what makes me love the show so much is knowing Knowing the fighters, knowing what brought them to that point, their story, their journey, and then watching them fight, and then ultimately, hopefully, getting that contract is just—it's so cool. Well, and 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 plus, I mean, pre-COVID, you got to see the families there as well, and that's yeah. that's probably a massive part. I think uh, it was pretty funny yesterday. I was watching a little bit of tape because someone who you announced their first-round knockout, Ed, Edmund Shabazian, who's fighting this Saturday. Yeah. You know, to watch him, watch his family scream. How much does it take for you to stay, you know, kind of find that fine line between professionalism and getting so emotionally involved, even pre or post fight? <laughs> well, I think I crossed the line of professionalism sometimes, but I never really I I never really had that line to begin with because I didn't, you know, I didn't go to school for this. Like this isn't my um this was never my career path. So it's funny that you say that you phrase it like that because I think it's probably true that I come off quote unquote unprofessional at times because I never was a professional at this. I, I'm just reacting the way that a fan would. But I think that that's what um, I don't know. I think that's what comes across cool sometimes is that I'm really just I, I'm there reacting the way that a real fan would and a fan who really understands the game. So I think I can ask intelligent, in depth questions and kind of get to the meat of what happened in the fight, but then at the same time, um, ride that roller coaster of emotion right along with them. You know, I'm a pretty emotional person anyway. So it's kind of like a running joke that uh, any, like every episode, Sanko's gonna either cry or come close to crying or <laughs> right. you know, long sob at some point. <laughs> so let's talk about the emotional part of it real quick, because um, admittedly, so, you know, Trey and I are both, fathers of of daughters um and then listening to you and seeing you passionate about your craft and what you're doing now and then hearing your aspirations in the career field recently on on annex show about what yeah. you want moving forward um that's a real thing like i and i appreciated that 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 moment of vulnerability and you saying that um you know trey and i have said this before and it's and it's 100 not just because you're on the show that we feel if there's somebody that's going to fill in in that regard at the desk, you are, you know, and I think 
I think it would be a resounding choice, at least amongst the fans, that you're the person that that should have that shot. Um, is there something in the works in that regard? Have you talked about that? Is there rumblings um, of it? Well, first of all, thank you, and I mm -hmm. genuinely appreciate that, and I it means it means a lot to me because I'll tell you, it's I love I love MMA so much, and I love the MMA fan base so much, but it's a tough fan base too. You know, they're they're. Yeah. Uh, a critical bunch. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm glad that I at least have two people on my side. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of discussions, um, I would say that most of the discussions are me just going, hey guys, this is a good idea. Hey guys, can make this happen. Hey guys. So they're, they're, they're well aware of, of what my aspirations and my hopes and dreams are. And it, there's definitely not a um, no, you know, firm no, but I think the resounding uh, feedback, which is understandable, and, and I've, I, had, I knew this to be the case before I even brought it up. I was just, I, I was and still am hoping that it's something I can overcome. They really like to use ex-UFC fighters in that sure. role, right? Which that I don't meet that criteria. Um, and they like to use, uh, it. you know, obviously the one exception to that is, of course, Joe Rogan. But, right. you know. I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would love to be Joe Rogan right, and have Joe right. Rogan's notoriety, but you know he kind of gets a pass on about everything because he's sure. Joe So um, I think if I can continue to build up my credibility through other avenues like the Contender Series, like um, breakdowns I do, like being on Anik and Florian podcast, and you know them even giving me five minutes to talk about X's and O's on a various fight. I think every every moment like that, you know, is 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 money in the bank in terms of my credibility, and hopefully over time, fans will come to know that I'm not just a reporter. And I love, you know, I love that job as well. I really do enjoy it. It's just that I feel like there's a lot more I could give in terms of knowledge and experience and understanding of the game and perspective from um, a female side of things. I don't really, I don't know, I don't really want to be. I don't really want to be put in that position just because I'm a woman. And I, I think you guys have probably followed me enough online to know that I'm not, I, I died in the wool feminist by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Right. But as I've gotten older, I've, I definitely, I find myself becoming more and more, um, not feminist, but like pro girl power. Right. Of course. Which I think there's kind of a difference there depending on how you define it. I'm sure. Um, and I do think that it's important as we see women coming up at the sport for those girls to see themselves represented, not just inside the octagon, but outside the octagon as well. And sure. there's a growing female fan base. And I don't know, I think there's I think there's a place for it. I think it would be an interesting twist that would show the UFC is um, forward thinking, which it yeah. is. Sure. And it really is a great company for women. It's just that no one has quite cracked the uh, the commentary death side of things. I do color commentary for Invicta. I also right. do play-by-play -play for Invicta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will continue to do that as often as I can to kind of get those reps um, and, and show them what I'm capable of doing. So that's hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, and 
I feel like you've already done a lot of that. I mean, you frontiered a lot of things. I mean, based on the history that we've learned, you know, you were literally searching on forums trying to find Adam Waite fights. Yeah. I mean, this is pre-Ronda. This is pre what was actually going on in women's MMA. So yeah. as the mold begins to break, as you know, women start to involve themselves more in what was originally a male-dominated sport, I think you're in a perfect position to get that seat for sure. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. And, and you know, if not me, um, I hope that somehow I can, I can, I can chip away at, at you know, the mountain of, of, you know, maybe someone else. I really want it to be me, if I'm being yeah. honest. But uh, one day, I just having a, a woman be able to, you know, have a voice in that commentary booth would be really cool. I think you're reaching quick. I think you're quickly reaching the point where you can't be ignored. Um, if you look at like the numbers that you're putting up, right. And then you, like you said, you've got the reps in with Invicta, but if you look at the numbers that you put up, even your quick hit stuff on Facebook, the amount of numbers that you're doing, it's, there's clearly an appetite to hear what you have to say, to see you in front of a camera. At a certain point, you'll be hard to ignore. That's, that's my hope. Um, Good. And, yeah. Keep it going. I will say, you know, I think, <laughs> Dana, Dana in particular is, is supportive of it. I think he's just aware that, you know, there's more that goes into it than just, there's a lot that goes into it. And part of it is that we have such a great stable of analysts currently sure. that it's kind of like in their mind, I'm sure they're like, well, why, why would we put, why would we not have Dom when we, I mean, why would we not have Dom and have Laura? Like that doesn't really make sense. And I actually, I get that. I right. agree with that. And I'm not looking to, um, that, that's one of the biggest things, too, is like I, I don't pretend to be capable of replacing any of those guys. I just think I would be an interesting additive. You know, sure, I can see sure. a booth with Brennan Fitzgerald and Paul Felder and me. You know, I don't expect yeah. to carry an entire broadcast. Women, women calling male dominated sports is a really interesting topic as a whole. And obviously the NFL has gone down that road a few times. The NBA does it some. Uh, even Major League Baseball does it to some degree. And I think it's time that the UFC at least try it and see how it goes. That's the only thing uh -huh. you can do, right, is, right. is try it and, and see what people say. And there's going to be a large chunk of the fan base that's like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully expect that. But also, I, it's interesting because when MMA Junkie um, did that, initial interview where I was asked a question. It was the first time I'd ever really said it out loud. And then they kind of made that like the headline. And so for yeah. a second there, a lot of people were not a lot, but some people were talking about it. And the responses when MMA Junkie put that up, there were a lot of really great ones, which I was excited to see. And there were, as I expected, a lot of, you know, I would never fucking listen to that. Yep. Da, 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 da. <laughs> right, right. And being a glutton for punishment and just very curious, um, I DM'd privately because I didn't want to make a public thing of it. Like six guys that had said just flat out, no fucking way. Yeah. yeah. I'm allowed to cuss on this podcast. You can do so whatever, you, it, yeah. whatever you want. Um, <laughs> you should hear uh, Trey. It's horrible. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I, I messaged them and I said, hey, I'm not even mad about it. I actually get it. Like when I hear a woman calling football, I go, oh, that's different. You know, I don't hate you for having this opinion. I'm just curious. Is it me? Is it my voice? Is it, could it, was it, is it any woman that you have, you know, like I'm really genuinely want to know where you're coming from. Sure. And every single one of them was like, Oh, well, yeah, I listened to a woman call whatever. And I didn't really like it. Or actually I've never heard you talk before. 
And one guy was even like, okay, fine. I went to YouTube and I finally actually listened to one of your reviews and you know what the fuck you're talking about. And I take it back. You know, I think a lot of it is a knee jerk reaction and I I get it on some degree. I'm not, I don't, I don't hate people that think that way. I just would like to be given the chance. Sure. I I thought you were going to say you texted them and they're like, Oh, no, my brother took my phone, bro. It's, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the DM thing because I had this way at the bottom of my list. Um, one of my favorite things that you do is put guys on blast for the DMs. Yeah, now, hell yeah. Can I ask? I and and I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to feed the trolls, right? But no, it's fine. <laughs> why do you never actually out them? You always block out the name. Well, part of it is because. I'm, I'm a, I'm at, I'm in my heart, a pretty nice person. And even when someone is just outright ridiculous to me, I don't, I don't always have the heart to like be a total dickhead back to them. Um, but the real reason, the main reason, sorry, I keep flipping my hair. I just, I'm aware that it looks really crazy right now. Um, the real reason is that I was told by both Instagram and Twitter that like, if I direct too much hate in their direction based on me showing who they are that I can actually get my account shut down. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Isn't that ridiculous? saying to you yeah, we're yeah. vulgar? What are you I talking know, about? I know. What? So that's the real reason. It's just like, I don't really want my sh- my account to get shut down. So, <laughs> so let's protect the predators. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I know. It's, it's really silly. Shit. It's really but, silly. But that, like, seriously, like, just want, whenever you do it, because you don't do it that often, but when you do, I always just, I really enjoy that. Cause I, and then I'm, <laughs> I think even sometimes, I think one time I sent you a DM based on that going share his name like because it was somebody that said oh, something yeah, you did. really egregious and they were yeah. like hey them, you know. so there's a lot that i don't post that are like violent oh, like of not course. yeah oh, yeah i mean Can't even imagine. i generally i generally only only post the ones that i happen to have a really funny witty response right. to <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's like I, I know what our DMs look like when we call a fight wrong. I can't even imagine yeah. what yours look like. Goodness gracious! Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so yeah, speak, speaking of calling fights wrong, yeah. let's talk really quickly about Edmund Shabazian. Like we talked about first round, you watched him knock it out. You you called out the time on that. He's yeah. fighting Derek Brunson. Do you have any thoughts towards that main event happening this Saturday? Oh my gosh. Listen, this is, this is a real test for Edmund, right? I mean, Derek Brunson is, is a real deal, you know, top guy and has been even more highly ranked in that, in that division in the past. Um, I will say that Derek Brunson is probably even more dangerous now than he has been in the past. I think even though he was ranked higher, you agree? You're confirming. Yeah. yeah. You're confirming what I said on our our recent episode. Ranked higher. Um, in the past, he, he was such a wild striker and would just leave his chin out there that I feel like if Edmund Shabazian had fought Derek Brunson of, I don't know, three or four years ago, I would have leaned heavily Shabazian just because I think he's got the technique to be able to find Derek's chin. And I'm not saying he doesn't now. I'm just, it's going to be a harder task because Derek Brunson has done a really nice job of becoming a little bit more patient, a little bit more technical keeping his hands up and his chin down a little bit more and yet maintaining what has always made him good, which is the aggression. He's got good wrestling. I mean, I don't necessarily have, I don't have a strong lean one way or the other is, is the honest answer, but it's hard not to love uh, Shabazzian. He's just, he's so young. He's so good. 
Yeah. Um, it's hard not to get excited about a guy who's just been absolutely wrecking shop since he got into the UFC. Sure, for sure. All right, one more fight on this card that I really want to get your opinion on. Um, JoJo, Joanna Cal- Calderwood's taken on Jennifer Maya. It was under, it was, I, I feel like I read somewhere that uh, Calderwood versus Shevchenko was like the next title fight to make. Obviously, Valentina's hurt right now. Yeah. So this is kind of like a stay busy fight for JoJo. Do you think that like a stay busy fight's a good idea when you have a title shot looming? Yeah. This is so dangerous for her. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous because let me tell you something. Jennifer Maya's no joke, and they actually are very, they're very similarly skilled. Um, neither of them are necessarily going to look to take it to the ground. They're both super durable Muay Thai style strikers. I mean, they have more than Muay Thai, but that's kind of the base, especially Maya. She really. Sure. She really comes from that background. Um, that is a close fight, and for that reason, um, it's tough. It's tough to say whether or not JoJo should. I, she's ballsy for taking it. I appreciate someone who's like, you know what? I'm a fighter. I'm here to fight. And that's the thing about women's MMA, man. There, there is so much parity. Like you see this a lot in women's MMA. You get a champion, and then there's so much parity in the rest of the top 10. Like, yeah. really, anybody could be anybody on any given night sure. other than one or two people at the very, very top. Um, and that's not to say that they're not all skilled. It's all the, it's that they are all so similarly skilled. It makes it really tough to pick fights. That's why I, I have a lot of respect for people who lay down big money on women's MMA. That's this guy. That's this guy oh, yeah, right here. Me. Cause I stay My away bread from and butter. It, Cause I can't do it. <laughs> I can't uh, do uh, it. Oh really? It's your bread and butter. Uh, not so much. I mean, I was a huge Carlos Barza fan and yeah. I saw that happen last week. And you know, we, we had a little bit of argument back and forth as what we thought was going to happen with that fight. I think in women's MMA, I always like to lean a little bit more towards those that are wrestlers or a little wrestlers. bit more bruisers. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like Jennifer Maya in this fight. I like you said it. We talked about it on our show. I think the Muay Thai background, but I think Jennifer's got a little bit more top pressure and she can get yeah. this up against the cage. It, it just seems like it's going to be a decision, but it's going to weigh a little bit in Maya's just because of like her weight and power against the cage. Yep. She does. She's got really, really, really strong kicks. She's got a good base. She really sits down on her strikes. Um, I know JoJo's been working hard, though, man. JoJo's, like, weirdly... Uh, that's not the right word. Sneakily aggressive, right? right she yeah. certainly doesn't come off that way when you talk to her. Yeah. She's got yeah. that really soft, beautiful little Scottish accent. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> some knees and some elbows. Not just... Let's just really, fuck it up. It's a really good Scottish <laughs> accent, actually. That's really it's good. It's really not. I've, I've been told it's terrible by people who are actually from Scotland, but Americans seem to think so, so I pass. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, but but it's it's a close one. But if you if you were to hold a gun to my head, I might I might agree with you about Maya's aggression. I just JoJo's got some length on her too. Right. Is what I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like this is why this is why I would be the worst person to have a consistently uh, bet heavy podcast because I can talk <laughs> myself out of anything in a fight. Oh, it boy. makes me good for like the desk analyst position because I can, I can take a devil's advocate or a pro this fighter and anti that like literally I can make a case for any fighter winning usually right. sometimes. Right. 
but it makes me, I flip flop in my head so much about who I actually think is going to win that this is why I can never, I can't bet anyway, but even if I could, I could never pull the trigger. Right. Okay. Well then I have one more question for you okay. that you need to bet on this one. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know that Kansas city girl, big chiefs fan, right? Oh. Let's pull out the chiefs for a second from the AFC West. Okay. Out of the Denver Broncos, the LA Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Who would you mm. have to root for if that one is omitted? I would have to go for the Broncos. Okay, see, Dale, I told you. I would. Not a true Kansas City fan. You should have just said no comment. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm a respectful guest. Oh, there we I go. Know how to, I know how to behave respectfully in an there, interview. There we go. There we and, go. Uh, and answer the questions I am asked. No, um, the uh, see, this is how much of a not of a Broncos fan I am, though, because I'm blanking on the quarterback's last name. I don't even know. They change constantly, so you're okay there. Yeah. No, he's a Mizzou. My point, he he was the quarterback at Mizzou. Oh, it's Drew Locke. Drew it? Locke, yes, thank yeah. you. So Drew Locke, uh, Drew Locke was a quarterback at Mizzou. So vis-a-vis, you know, his family, Drew Locke's dad owns a bunch of restaurants in Kansas City. One of them's like right down the street from me. So that's really why I said that. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's fair. Hey, I'm I'm I live in San Diego, so I have no dog in the AFC West anymore. So yeah. it's been brutal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, we're coming up on time. I wanna I got some rapid fire questions for you. Okay, here. let's do it. Real quick. Um Going to try to not be as redundant as other people, but we're going to get through some of these as much as we can. Just stuff that maybe I wanted to know or maybe people that wanted to know if they didn't know. Okay. Favorite TV show? Oh, I just got done watching uh, Ozark, and it was great. And it was it hit a little close to home. Not that my family is like that, but, I mean, literally, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Ozarks a lot, so that was kind of fun. Favorite movie all time? Oh, all time's hard. Don't hold me to that. The last of the Mohicans is up there. Oh, excellent choice. Okay. I know I lured you into coming onto the show under the premise that we would talk about aliens. Um, aliens, real, not real. Is it a bluff to get, to keep people from talking about Epstein and everything else that's going oh, on in the world? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We should do a whole other show on conspiracy theories. Oh. Well, see, this is why I said that, because now I'm just going to lock you in for the conspiracy theory oh. episode. Yeah, part two. Listen, I'm heavy. <laughs> I'm heavy on the Epstein was for sure murdered. He got suicided real bad. Um, <laughs> aliens, I, I'm leaning pro-alien anymore. I mean, how could you not after the okay. last week? But I, to be honest with you, I intentionally did not go down that rabbit hole because my mind cannot take 2020 being any weirder. I read the headlines and I was just like, okay, cool. Aliens are real. Hey, if you're sitting next to Rogan, you got to be pro-alien, right? You or... have, yeah. How I can't, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So Bigfoot then, Bigfoot, yay or nay? Mm, nay, but my father-in-law is a massive Bigfoot, and he's a veterinarian. So he's like, he's a he's a large animal vet. So he's got all these quote-unquote scientific reasons why he thinks that Bigfoot is real. <laughs> so but okay. I'm I'm a nay on, on Bigfoot. No. Gotcha. I feel like I've maybe heard you mention it somewhere before. Coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. Coffee for sure. Okay. For sure. And then Chimera. being <laughs> being Midwest. Barbecue, of course, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you a sticky sauce, mustard-based sauce, vinegar-based sauce, ketchup-based? Oh, you you got to go, you no, you got to go with the Kansas City type. You got to go with the sweet ketchup-based, not mm -hmm. even like ketchup-based, but tomato-based. Right. Like, 
this is this is my problem with that question, sir. Okay, okay. so go, that's fine. If go you ahead. describe if you describe vinegar as barbecue mm -hmm. or dry rub as barbecue, I'm immediately like, that's not barbecue. Well, people that like dry no people that like dry rub barbecue aren't real people, so they don't. That's not count. barbecue. Right, exactly. So I'm in South Carolina, so we have a more vinegar vinegar based sauce, which I personally enjoy. Um, but I'm always down for a good tomato or ketchup based sauce. That's I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, so. yeah. No, you gotta. But if you if you guys ever stroll on through Kansas City, I'll tell you where the real spots are because there's some good ones that they send all the tourists to. But there's some there's some good ones that no one uh, talks to you about because they're in the they're in the not so good parts of town, but they're delicious. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question, and then I'm gonna rack your brain on this one. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm, I'm racking your brain on this one. In your opinion, what's the most underappreciated moment in MMA's history? Oh. Under underappreciated moment. Wow. Ooh. Mic drop, dude. Jeez. Underappreciated moment. Well, you know, listen, if you gave me more time, I'm sure I could come up with a better answer. Sure. I just want to, th this is why I do it at the very end. The, <laughs> the, the one that really just, for whatever reason, it's probably because I'm emotional and this is where my mind goes. Um, when Tyron Woodley's mom was Ooh, hugging Kamaru yeah, and comforting Kamaru after he just beat the mm. shit out of her son. Mm. And, you know, he's crying because he's just had this huge moment, but also because he's like feels terrible that he just ruined right. his son's dream right in front of her. And she's like all it's okay, baby. It wasn't his time tonight. It's like, oh my God, how can you not <laughs> love that woman? Yeah, that's oh. good. That was good. So wow. I'm sure there, I'm sure there are probably more <laughs> deserving ones that actually happen inside the cage, but that's what popped in my brain. Fair enough. Yeah. You're so Fair perfect enough. for the contender series. It's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so maternal. And listen, anymore, I'm, I'm feeling... Uh, there's a major age gap between me and most of the fighters right. <laughs> where I do, I just get all like, Oh, let me hold oh, you, yeah. honey. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all right. La this is, this is actually the last, last question. Cause you said okay. 30 minutes and we're gonna leave it at 30 minutes. You don't have a Wikipedia page. I don't. Will you make one for me? We'll That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Can we write it for you? Yes, please. Yes. yes. All right. You just, can I tell you something? Yeah. You just made my year because I, this sounds so goofy, but I've always been like, oh, why don't I have a Wikipedia page? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Don't, don't you worry. You it's call not... me, you email me with yep. any questions. Uh, I can give you all of the info, all of the info. Just right. going to say Laura Sanko, pro alien. That's yeah. right. Pro <laughs> Ancient <laughs> astronaut theorist. That's yeah. what you're going at. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, Epstein got suicide. <laughs> yeah, we got all the info. I think. Yeah, I think we, I think we've got everything we need. Four lines. That's it. We're good to go. All right, Laura, thank you so much. You've yes, been thank awesome. You. Thank amazing. you guys. Thank Would you. Would love to have you on again. Um, and then obviously the conspiracy theory episodes coming. We'll just we'll create a trailer for it. We'll put it way out in the distance. It'll be awesome. Don't don't love worry it. about it. Including and then uh, yeah. All right. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank we'll you guys. Thank yep. you. Thank you.